chapter 47 from the Guru Charitra, Gurunath's Omnipresence. The chapter describes how Gurunath visits the homes of seven of his devotees in a different village during Deepavali and stays with each of them while also being present at Gangapur at the same time. Siddhamuni was very much impressed and pleased with Namdharak's earnestness and insatiable longing to listen to more and more the glorious accounts and leelas of Gurunath. He told him that he was indeed a very blessed soul. He told him, you have become a Shriman. You have become morally and spiritually very rich. Very few would have been, would have such a blessed opportunity as you have had in listening to the Guru Charitra in such great detail. Can you just mute your this thing? Let me tell you one more anecdote which um, this um, Brito has come. Just send him that invite now. He doesn't know. So, so let me tell you one more anecdote which tells us of Gurunath's omnipresence and omnipotence. One year, sometime before Diwali, some of the devotees had come for Gurunath's darshan from other places and each one of them requested Gurunath that he should come to his village and grace and stay in the house during Deepavali and bless him, his household and his village. Everyone thus wanted Gurunath should specially visit his particular village and house and bless him. To everyone of them, Gurunath was replying in the affirmative and assuring him them that he would certainly visit each one's particular village and would stay with him during the Deepavali festival. This was intriguing to any, everyone and they were all wondering how Gurunath would be able to fulfill the promise of visiting at the same time all the different places. He promised at least seven devotees from different places that is villages to this, to this effect. On Trayodeshi day itself, Gurunath was present at the door of each one of the devotees house whom he had promised. Thus he made his appearance simultaneously in different villages. He, uh, he was received by the threshold household of each one of the devotee of those places, all the three days, that is from Trayadashi to Ambasha. At the same time, he was at Gangapur too. Actually, he had not left from that place at all. He was fully present at the Deepavali festival of the Mutt. On Kartike Purnima day, when all devotees came to Gangapur for Deepadarshan, Deepaaradhana, the devotee from the different villages were pouring out their gratitude to Gurunath for having graced their respective villages during Deepavali. The people of Gangapur were getting wonderstruck at Gurunath was amidst them at Gangapur only during the Deepavali. Everyone realized and understood the omnipresence and the omnipotent of Gurunath. Everyone burst into singing the glories of the Lord. Gurunath indeed is the supreme Purusha of the Puruk- Puruksha Sukta. Where is it? No, 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 this is somewhere here, down. Down here. Yeah, that's what. So, everyone realized and understood the omnipresence and omnipotence of Gurunath. Everyone burst into singing the glories of the Lord. Gurunath indeed is the supreme Purusha of the Purusha Sukta, that is Sahasrashirsya Purusha, Sahasraksha Sahasrapat, with his hands, eyes and feet everywhere. Thus ends the 47th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra. Glory to the All-Merciful, the Omnipresent and the Ever-Responsive Gurunath. Now, 
what happened was exactly this question was asked just a few minutes ago few moments i mean now uh, maybe an hour ago by somebody now this person asked me this question how is it that there are multiple things that are visible in different different domains of the same individual so i told them that when you look at a particular body of the person you are looking only at the body expecting the body to be having all the essence in it that is not the case the body is only a replication of a very tiny essence which is seen so i had to explain this entire thing so i said it is like this you are sitting in a jlr a jaguar land a jaguar car okay now in front of the car there is a very tiny emblem of a jaguar so when you look at the emblem you say this is the jaguar car isn't it so you are looking at an emblem or like the mercedes benz emblem that three three star and you say oh this is a mercedes actually you are pointing to a very tiny portion of the entire car so every person who is sitting inside the car let us say there are about six occupants in that car everybody will say i am in the land rover i am in the jaguar i am in mercedes benz so every individual's feel of the same object is different and they are themselves in that object in that particular domain so you will find that all six of them are experiencing the same thing sitting in different different places in the car so what happens is many a times we look at the body and we say oh you are over here and how come you were over there yesterday in the morning i saw you in my dream or somebody else will say oh i saw you telling me something and you are actually in front of me and you are i was experiencing this entire thing this is what is called omnipotence and omnipresence a person is there the individual the divine consciousness exists in different locations simultaneously it is visible to experience the divine simultaneously at multiple places so this is what the chapter is all about so we'll do chapter 48 farmers rich harvest this chapter describes how gurunath helped his farmer devoted to get a rich harvest of crop while all the crops of the area during the season were devastated by the cyclone siddha muni narrated to namdarak another wonderful miracle of gurunath every day gurunath used to go to the sangam for bathing and performing the anushthan each time he went to and came back from the sangam a farmer whose field was on the wayside used to come forward and offer prostrations at his feet the farmer was cultivating this field as a tenant the owner being one of the landlords of the village twice every day the farmer used to have darshan and the pad namaskar of gurunath one morning while on his way to the sangam gurunath asked the farmer why was he so particular about his darshan that he would not miss it even for a single day the farmer replied that his darshan was the protection for him and his family it conferred him with immense benefits his fields were always yielded an excellent crop and has never experienced any crop failure though his neighbor farmer suffered from frequent crop failures because of this he had not defaulted even a single time in the payment of rent to his landlord his family had never been suffering for want over the years ever since he started doing his daily prostrations to him the farmer added and your darshan is even a feast of joy for my eyes it is a sustenance for my heart and soul i can never afford to do without your darshan 
He prayed to Guru Nath that he should step into the field and bless it with the casting of the look and touch of his feet. Guru Nath was pleased with the simple heartedness and guileless faith of the farmer and blessed him walking to the field, stepping in it. The farmer's joy knew no bounds at this. This is called faith. The faith is the most important thing, you know, to let Guru Nath come to the field and say, please walk over it over here. So that is called absolute faith. You may think that it is some silly thing that a person is doing. It's nothing like that. We say, you know, when as a child, I'm sure, you know, many a times we have heard these words that the child's feet have touched my house. So we have become Pavitra, you know, our house has become very, very sacred, a very, very holy place. So we say these words, isn't it? Many a times, you know. So what happens is, the Guru, when he came to his particular field, he was extremely happy that the Guru entered that place. That is the reason why it is, that place becomes holy by nature. Guru Nath took a glance at the whole field. The Jawar club planted, planted was coming up well. In a month's time, the crop was to be ready for harvest. Guru Nath said to the farmer, Will you listen to me and do what I say? The farmer immediately replied, Master, I will do anything, whatever you want me to do. Guru Nath said to him, Cut down the crop up to the stock today itself and went away on his way to the Sangha. The farmer rushed to his landlord to fix the latter's share for the year's crop. The landlord said, As the prospect for the year's crop was very good and it was much better than the previous year, he should pay him twice the quantity of grains over that of the previous year. This is normally the zamindars in the village is what they do, no? They they don't do the farming themselves. So what they do is they give it to other other farmers in the area. You see, you don't have to pay the farmer. What the farmer has to do is to farm that land and to give a certain amount of crop to the owner of that land. It's the same thing with auto rickshaws in India, isn't it? The auto rickshaw is owned by somebody, the taxi is owned by somebody and at the end of the day they calculate how much they have earned and you have to give a fixed sum or a particular amount of money to the owner. So it's exactly how the zamindari system used to work in ancient times. And this is a very common prevalent feature in India. So what happened is, <clears throat> the landlord said, as the prospect for the year's crop was very good and it was five, twice much better than the previous year, he should pay him twice the quantity of grains over the previous year. The farmer instantly agreed to it and rushed back to the field. He hired a few laborers and started cutting down the crop. His wife and neighbors rushed there trying to stop him. Had he gone mad to cut away the crop when only a few more weeks of waiting would yield a rich harvest, they wondered. They even went and complained to the landlord asking him to intervene. The farmer sent back word to the landlord that he, the latter, had no business to interfere. He said, I have enough stock of grains in my house for the last year's harvest. Whatever quantity of grain I have agreed to give you for this year's harvest, I will give it now itself from my old stock. Nobody has any right to stop me. Sri Guru Nath has told me to cut off the crop itself and I must carry out his command even at the cost of my life. To this, his wife protested, What does that ascetic know of farming? Both you and your Guru Nath are mad. She started crying. So also the children. Brushing them all aside, he went ahead and chopped off the crop before midday itself. Now, this, this is a very strange phenomena which is experienced even today. <laughs> you will find that the belief or the faith doesn't exist. Whereas the devotee is so sure of what is being told to him, he just goes and cuts the crop into <laughs> without without listening to any other person. 
he says it is gurunath's instruction and i got to do it when gurunath was returning from the sangam he saw what the farmer had done he said to them what have you done i only told you jokingly and you went ahead and cut off the crop without any forethought to this the farmer replied master i do not care what will happen your word is all that matters to me whatever i need is your grace gurunath said so be it that is see he says tathastu and then went away to the mat hardly had a week passed after the farmer cut off the crop that his wife was creating hell in the house all the time for what he had done then all of a sudden there was a heavy cyclone all the crops were submerged under water and were destroyed the food that had come under the mouth near the mouth was snatched away by the cruel hands of nature all the long months of labor of the farmer had gone total waste but lo what had happened to the devotee farmer's land the crop of the cut crop the root of the cut crop now watered well by the cyclonic rains put forth stalks and soon soon yielded a very rich harvest that year's yield was many more times than what he had ever got in all the years ever before the wife and the children were overjoyed and realized gurunath's solicitude for them and the grace he showered upon them the wife greatly repented for her quarrel with her husband and especially for having taunted remarked what does the ascetic know of farming the farmer and his wife went to gurunath paid their obeisances to him and offered him worship gurunath was pleased with them and blessed them saying that they would always be prosperous and goddess mahalakshmi would be residing in their house forever further he also told them that both the husband and the wife should attain liberation in this life itself and would be freed from the cycle of birth and death forever when the farmer went to deliver the agreed share of the grains to the landlord the latter now realizing the goodness and the devout nature of the farmer refused to accept the excess and took only the quantity he used to normally take every year the farmer distributed a lot of harvest grains to other farmers and to the people of the village who had lost the crop that year the sense the 48th chapter of shri guru charitra glory to the all merciful the omnipresent and the ever responsive guruna this chapter teaches us about how we need to have faith in the word of the guru because what he says can never be understood you may think that he is talking bullshit and nonsense because it appears like a very strange and a stupid sounding advice but that is never the case because what is said even as a jest you remember gurunath comes and tells him that i am i was just joking with you but the faith of those words is extremely important the faith is extremely important you need to have the faith and when the faith is there you will find tremendous amount of profit that is going to come and then what happens you should never have it only for yourself what does he do he de- he dis- deserves it he he distributes it to everybody even the landlord doesn't take a larger share so this is what it is all about so, okay so we still have we have time is it we'll do the next chapter chapter 49 holiness of gangapur the chapter describes the tirtha mahima of gangapur the bhima amraja sangam and the papavasini tirtha etc and how gurunath's sister ratnai was cured of the skin disease gurunath is also said to have narrated about guru gita to his disciples in this chapter guru gita is the full of spiritual import the primeval and the supreme guru lord shiva himself has given the guru gita to humanity the lord says except for except through guru 
There is no other way to God. The same is implied in the saying of Lord Jesus, I am the way, I and Father are one. Why did Guru Nath love Gangapur so dearly that he came there and made his abode almost permanently? And what was the merit possessed of Gangapur to become the Dattatre Punyatirtha? Siddhamuni said that Sri Narasimha Saraswati himself had once explained this and narrated it as under. On the occasion of one Ashvijyoja Bahula Chaturdashi preceding Deepavali, Devotees from various places as usual came to Gangapur for Gurunath's darshan and for offering their worship to him. Gurunath said to them, let us all make a pilgrimage and have a darshan of Kashi, Gaya and Prayag. The devotees were all excited and said to him, please permit us to get prepared for the journey. We will bring along with us our families too and so also the provisions required for the journey. Gurunath laughed and said, where do you think are Kashi, Gaya and Prayag? They are all like the presence of Gangapur itself. Believe me, I will show them all to you today itself. Gurunath took the devotees to the Sangam and said, This Bhima Amraja Sangam itself is Prayag. This is as holy as Prayag. Besides, as the Amraja river flows here at Uttarvahini or the, the northern direction, this place is also holy as Kashi itself. There are eight most sacred Tirthas in and around here. It will not be possible for even a thousand tongue Adishesh to describe the glory and the power of these eight Tirthas. The devotee asked Gurunath to tell them about the origin of the Amraja river. Gurunath told them that in the Jalandhara Purana, the origin of the Amraja river was described. This was narrated briefly as under. Jalandhar, if you recollect, I mean those who remember, you know, Jalandhar was an Asur, one of the avatars. Okay. Now we will see that. Jalandhar was an Asur. He was mighty in strength and conquered all the gods. He is an avatar of Shivji by the way. Okay. Shivji is avatar. A mysterious and a strange power was protecting Jalandhar and made him invincible. If his head was chopped off, a new head would sprout out in its place instantly. If a drop of blood was shed from his body, out of that a new demon would be born. Thus the army of Jalandhar went on multiplying for far outnumbering the armies of the gods. The gods were rooted in the, in the battle waged by Jalandhar and they had to flee from the heavenly abode. Indra fled to Lord Shiva and narrated to him their plight and prayed that he should save them. Lord Shiva created Sanjivani Udaghat, that is the vessel of Sanjivani water and gave it to Indra and told him if the Sanjivani water was sprinkled over the dead bodies of the devas, they would also rise alive. While Indra was carrying the vessel of the Sanjeevani water, a little water from the vessel spilled and over and fell on the earth and it became the Sanjeevani river. And this river later to be called as Amaraja river. A bath in the river at the time of the solar or the lunar eclipse and on new moon and Ekadashidi will be most sanctifying and will confer great merit. There are many other great Tirthas named the Manohar Tirtha, the Ashwatta tree which is indeed Kalpavriksha itself. Shankar Bhuvan, Sangameshwars, Nandikeshwar, etc. He further narrated one anecdote. There were one, a Bharadwaj Gotra Brahmin called Goswami in the village called Nagesha, which is not far away from here. He was very pious and devout. He had rid himself of all the worldly attachments and spent all the time in worship and meditation of Lord Shiva. He had two elder brothers named Ishwara and Panduranga respectively. 
Once both the brothers planned to make a pilgrimage to Kashi, they asked their younger brother Goswami also to accompany them in the pilgrimage. But the latter replied, Vishweshwara is here only. This place of ours itself is the holy Kashi. All the Tirthas abide here only. I see them all here only. Why go to distant Kashi? The brother said that if it was really so, why was it that they were not able to see it themselves? Goswami then prayed to Shiva that he should make all the holy Tirtha of Kashi get manifest there so that his brothers could also see and get convinced. Instantly, the manifestation began to make their appearance around there. The Murti of Vishweshwara made his appearance out of one of the Kundas there and they saw the Bhagirathi waters welling out from a spring. The brothers, the brothers would witness all the Tirthas which they heard to be existing in Kashi. They were thrilled and spellbound. Sri Nasima Saraswati described to them the Sangam Mahima, which is no less than that of Holy Kashi. He took them to Papavashini Tirtha, which is a few miles away from there, and told them that the merit one would earn by bathing in there. He said, the water of Papavashini will cleanse the jiva of all the sins accumulated over the past birth. Gangapur is itself the vegetable Kashi. Siddha Muni told Namdarak about Papavashini Mahima, though another and to another anecdote. Sri Nasima Saraswati had a younger sister called Ratnai. She had overtaken by leprosy due to the grave sins she committed in her former life. A cat had just given birth to five kittens in the pot. The woman without seeing had poured water in the pot and put it on fire for getting hot water. The newborn kittens had died. As a result of this, the woman in her new birth was afflicted with leprosy. She came to Narsimha Saraswati praying to him to relieve her of this dreadful disease. Narsimha Saraswati told her of the sin she had committed in her previous life of causing the death of the five kittens. Although it was done unknowingly, he asked her to go to Papavasini and stay there and to take bath daily in the holy waters there. She was soon relieved of the disease. Sri Narasimha Saraswati took the devotee along with him to Kota Tirtha and explained this Mahima to them. He took them to Rudra, Rudrapad Tirtha also and said that it possessed all the powers and the merits of the Gaya Tirtha. The devotees performed all the rites enjoined upon when one visits Gaya. Guru Nath took them to other holy places also, named Kaleshwara Shine, Manmat Tirtha, etc. He took the devotees to the doing Abhishek to Kaleshwara throughout the month of Shravana and the Deepa Ardhana in the month of Kartika. Guru Nath thus explained the Gangapur Mahima and the Ashta Tirtha Mahima in and around Gangapur. Thus ends the 49th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra. Glory to the All-Merciful, the Omnipresent and the Ever-Responsive Guru Nath. If you have any questions, you can ask her.